You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, important, impactful, impeccable imbibers of imagination. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 188, and I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your talkative, terrific team of two times two, taking in tacos, tamales, tostadas, and taquitos. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. We ate Mexican food today. We did, in fact, just all have tacos. Taco Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's that time again. It's time for our recurring uh, segment about things that we may or may not have gotten wrong, and we like to call that... Um, actually... Yes, this is a listener mail, um, actually, and it opened my eyes. Oh. So this is from... Those are the best kind. Nick, let me read his email. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. (laughs) In episode 56, Your Body is a Wonderland, Chris shared an old wives' tale. Mm -hmm. Uh, One refers to waiting 30 minutes before swimming after eating. We all heard that, right? It was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, we're going way yeah, back in the archive. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, the old, um, actually. 30 minutes before swimming after eating. I've yeah. always heard that. Okay. Um, so Nick says, although it is true that it won't necessarily cause you to drown, mm-hmm. um, it is encouraged to wait 30 minutes because it's important to allow yourself time to digest your food. We also heard that. That's right. how a lot of okay. people, you know, all right. your right. blood is sure. rushing to your stomach. Like any like kind of activity, yep. like um, running laps as well. Why is this important? Nick says, the reason is if you were to happen to vomit <laughs> immediately after eating, there is a greater chance of choking on larger chunks of undigested pieces of food. There have been children that have eaten a lot, then swam immediately after, vomited, and choked on large chunks of food. Oh. So, yes, the digestion makes sense. The follow-up is because you don't want to choke on large pieces of food. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nick. Now we yeah. know. This is why I only have smoothies before I go <laughs> swimming. So, you know, I can yeah. just gorge myself on smoothies <laughs> and there's no, no choking hazard yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, ice cream. It's yeah. just considerate for other people, too, <laughs> when they have to clean my smoothie <laughs> vomit out of the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. You just gotta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also have another uh, quick fan mail, uh, fan tweet. Hmm. Megs tweeted us. This is really... This is really cute. Beaver is our spirit animal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our mascot. And, you know, the facts just keep on coming, man. Beavers. <laughs> treasure trove of facts. Beavers have clear eyelids. Wow. Okay. All right. So they can see while they're swimming underwater. Yes. Okay. That is why. So they can see. Classy. Underwater. Wow. Nature's That's goggles. Cool. Yes. Nature goggles. What a. <laughs> What a magnificent beaver man! Beavers what? just what a what a well adapted animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the teeth, the tail, the swimming, the the Orange clear teeth. eyelids for yeah. goggles. Yeah, yeah. They, this is they were going through the evolution stuff real fast. Like they're <laughs> they're evolved. They're yeah, yeah. They're Pokemon's. Yeah, they are. Well, thank you guys for writing in. And without further ado, let's jump into our general trivia segment: Pup Quiz Hot Shot. All right, and uh, you guys have your barnyard buzzers, and I have a random Trivial Pursuit card uh, picked from the box. And this is, 
It's, oh man, it's weird. So there's like a whole 1990s uh, Trivial Pursuit edition. Uh-huh. And then they have individual years within that set, oh, right? So, so we had 1995 before. Yeah. I've only seen 1995 cards. I, I wonder if, uh, yeah, is, is there maybe only like a 1995 I, edition? Yeah, we haven't, I don't know, we that, haven't that box is That box is deep. Yeah. Right. We should churn and cycle that box. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a big lottery ticket, like, mm-hmm. a, yeah. like a bingo mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Giant thing. All these cards. There's some trivia on the bottom that's just going stale. Yeah. It's all right. This one is 1995. Okay. Okay. 1995. Pink Wedge. What TV? <laughs> what version of Windows was it? <laughs> 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 Sorry, sorry. Uh, I yeah, actually but, checked but, yeah. first to see if that question should be done again. Uh, um, <clears throat> what TV comic was deemed politically incorrect for blurting out the F word in front of Bill and Hillary Clinton, that is, oh. at a media dinner? Oh, mm. Dana. Bill Maher? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is Bill Maher. Called politically Politico. incorrect is kind of the hand oh. yeah. That, that seems like something he would do. Yellow Wedge. Hmm. What Pixar release was the first feature film to be entirely computer animated? Colin. Uh, Toy Story. Correct. It's always Toy Story. Yeah. Broke a lot of barriers. Yeah. Uh, Brown Wedge. What retailer hoped ads featuring Rosie O'Donnell and Penny Marshall would inspire folks to shop with a buddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who was this? Chris. TJ Maxx. Kind of close. Oh, yeah. really? Incorrect. Colin. Uh, Old Navy? Incorrect. Was it Payless Shoes? Incorrect. No. Wait, hold on. Is it J.C. Penny? Kmart. Oh, Kmart. Ah. I remember Kmart. The, them in commercials, but I don't yeah. remember what they were for. Yeah, Brief yeah. friend. Yeah, you guys Kmart. were all so clo- uh, like, close. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Orange Wedge. What was the Boston chicken chain renamed after branching oh. out into other entrees? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Uh, Boston, Boston Market. Market. Yeah. Huh. I uh, didn't know that. Never. I, I don't think I've ever been to it prior to the name change. Hmm. Prior to. Yeah, I didn't know it was a. <laughs> it was a Boston chicken. Mm-hmm. Green Wedge. What trial evidence inspired Alan Dershowitz's lyrical analogy? They tried to shove a slipper on a foot and it didn't fit. <laughs> Oh, everybody. Everybody. Uh, the, 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 the glove in the O.J. Simpson yeah. trial glove. It says a glove. Ugg- oh, oh, okay. okay sure. A glove. We, <laughs> we all know. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. All right, last question, Blue Wedge. What veteran of the video Terrific Sex was tapped to pen Sex for Dummies? Huh. Huh. Okay. Call it. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Correct. Oh, okay. Didn't she have a crazy background? She was like a like she a was a sniper. sniper? She, oh. she was trained as a sniper. Yes, in the early uh, Israeli Defense Forces. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. She never shot. She never shot anybody. Yeah. but uh, she was trained as a sniper. Yeah. That's cool. Well, she's she's tiny. <laughs> My old book, a new version of which is coming out. My old book being called Power Up: How Japanese Video Games Gave the, the New World Old Extra Book Life. The new old book. The new original. The new originals. Um, so October uh, 19th, this book is going to be out. And then on October 20th, um, I uh, have been invited uh, to do a reading and a signing at Green Apple Books uh, here in San Francisco, um, which is great because I used to live right in that area. I used to go to Green yeah. Apple Books. Yeah. Coolest. Nice. Most awesome bookstore. I'm so excited. It's going to be like... 
finally out again, has a brand new cover by Karen Chu. It's um, lovely. A uh, designer of some renown. Yes. Um, so October 20th, Have you ever done a book Francisco, signing? N- basically never. Have you ever <laughs> because done... Because when the book came out in the first place, I was really very unknown. You know what I mean? They didn't really set up a book signing for it. Yeah. What about reading of a book? Like never. public reading. Are you going to do never. a funny voice? You're breaking all kinds of barriers. Someone wanting yeah. you doing a Mario voice. A Mario voice. voice. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. no, I'm just having trouble figuring out, deciding like what it is I'm going to read. Oh, you know? that's true. Yeah. I'll just read the uh, copyright notice and release <laughs> it. License right. XCV. And then, like, yeah. close the book very, yeah. like, yeah. quietly. Right. Yeah. And be like, thank you. And then, yeah. Thank you. And then leave. Yeah. <laughs> what is this ISBN number? Right. Yeah. May not be reproduced in whole or in part without yes. the express written consent. Now, this is important. Take note. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll really clap. We're like, wow. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. Performance art. Well, I'm gonna be, I'll be there. I'll try to be there. Oh, thanks. It's a little bit too just, far. Just, you, just, you just dialed back your, uh, your well, definition. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll make an effort. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll put it on the calendar. Life gets more complicated yeah. when yeah. you get older. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not even sure I can make it. I don't know my schedule. But I won't be there. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. So, local Good Job Ray fans, you know, catch a Chris's dramatic book reading may or may not be in a Mario voice on October yeah. 20th. All right. Well, let's, let's get. Let's get the show started. Colin. Ooh. All right. So, what are we talking about? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a little bit of a uh, story here. So, I think it's been long enough now. We can talk about it. I've had enough emotional space to deal with it. Uh, oh. It's been a little over a month. Our hometown Golden State Warriors lost oh. the NBA Finals. <sighs> To the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, yeah. Oh, Colin, why are you spoiling it? Like, <laughs> you had it on TiVo. I was going to get around to watching. <laughs> Someday, I was going to see. I've been hearing a lot about this LeBron kid. <laughs> um, so, yes, you know, it was an exciting finals. I do wish the Warriors had won, but uh, hats off to the Cavs. They played great. They have a guy you may have heard of on the team um, of some renown. His yeah. name is LeBron. Oh, he was in Trainwreck. <laughs> yeah, 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 the guy in Trainwreck. <laughs> <laughs> so in this finals, uh, a player named James uh, set a record for making uh, a sixth straight NBA finals, or I should say mm-hmm. shared a record uh, in the modern era. No, no other player in the modern era has made six consecutive NBA finals in a row. All right. Wow. And I don't mean LeBron James. I'm talking about James Jones. James Jones is has been a teammate on the Cleveland Cavaliers for the last two years mm-hmm. when they made the NBA Finals. Oh. And he was a teammate of LeBron James on the Miami Heat the four years prior to that when they made the NBA Finals. So these two players, just LeBron James and James Jones, uh, who is safe to say not a household name, uh, even among good NBA fans, they made this, uh, wow. this modern record together, like since the uh. Bill Russell era, the only players to make six straight NBA Finals. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, his his name came up a lot during the finals as kind of like, oh, it's this little footnote to this quirk. Like, everyone's giving LeBron That's, all yeah. this credit. Like, LeBron, man, six he's amazing. Time. Six straight NBA finals. And it's like, oh, you know, James Jones also did it, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not really just a coincidence. When LeBron James met James Jones when they were playing for the Heat, he fell in love with him as a player. Just oh, said, okay. this is my guy. This guy, uh, this is a quote from LeBron James. He's the greatest teammate I've ever had. Oh, 
Okay. So when LeBron left so nice. the Miami Heat to, to go, go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, he said, I want you. Come come join me. He said to management, he's like, look, uh, I'm we coming back. We can make it happen. You got to make this happen. This is my guy. We're going to find a spot on the team for him. And huh. sure enough, they did. Huh. And so it's this great case of if you're a truly great transcendent player like LeBron yeah. James and you identify somebody who's, you know, your friend or your buddy or a really solid teammate, you can kind of make that happen. You know what I mean? You can say to management, wow. like, this guy's oh. coming with me. And sure enough, you know what? Like, all all praise to James Jones for being a great teammate and yeah. hitting the shot when he's open and being the kind of guy that LeBron James wants to bring along with him. Whoa. So, so then I was thinking more about just this idea of, like, the sort of the friend in sports, how you can really be a kingmaker here. It's like the sport yeah. BFF. And this is not the only case of that, for sure. There are a lot of cases of superstars over the years in all the pro sports who have, you know, one teammate who they just love to practice with or always has their back in the locker room or, you know, kind of make sure that no one's talking trash about them or Mm. maybe is their enforcer on the court, you know, and they don't always get the glory, but they will ride along for the rings and the the trophies as as the other player goes. So Mm. I thought the idea of best friends and BFF and all that comes with it might be a good topic for our show. So this week, BFFs forever! For ever. See you next summer. Hags. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how So I have a fun little quiz for you guys. I hope it's fun. I think it's going to be We're fun. All fingers crossed. Yep. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. We'll give it a go. We we'll see the, what happens. The worst quiz for you guys. <laughs> I mean, it's about TV best friends, people on TV shows that we've mm-hmm. probably all watched. Yeah. Um, who had best friends, and I'm going to tell you their F- first names. Fictional. Fictional TV shows. Characters. Yes. Okay. Not oh, not TV not, show. right, not yeah. reality shows. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, TV right. shows. Fictional characters from TV only, oh. not movies. They are best friends on the show. Mm. Uh, I want you guys to tell me what show they came from. Oh, all right. Um, buzz in. Well, I bet we'll get through this real quick. Right? All right. Let's see. All right. Just kicking it off. Mary and Rhoda. <laughs> Colin. Uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mary Tyler Moore Show. How about Meredith and Christina? Meredith. Well, it's so oh. weird when it's first name. Is that yeah. a Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Chris. Oh, yes. 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 Meredith, yeah. Yes. JD and Turk. Chris. Scrubs. Scrubs. Uh. Um, what about Nick and Schmidt? Nick. Karen. New girl. New girl. Oh, of course. Yes. Of course. I have, I just, yeah. I just, oh, Nick and yeah. Schmitty. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah Schmitt, of course. Like, of course. That was just a <sighs> unique name. Yep. Yeah, okay. DJ and Kimmy. <laughs> uh, we'll do Colin. I think Chris had it first, but I will yeah. gladly say Full House. Full House. Yes. <laughs> no, also Fuller House. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Two, accept- two acceptable yes, answers. Yes. Oh. Karen and Jack. Karen and Jack. Oh, uh, uh, that is uh, Will and Grace. Will oh. and Grace. Oh! Yeah. Yep. How about Leslie and Anne? Leslie and Anne. Yeah. Wow, it's so hard with it's, just first name. <laughs> Colin. Uh, that's Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation. Oh. Maybe it's like um, when you tap out a song and you're like, oh, I told, isn't this is the happy birthday song? And nobody's, everybody's just like, this is just noise. Right, <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, how about Patsy and Adina? <laughs> oh. Uh, we'll give it to Karen. Absolutely Karen. fabulous. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the new movie's coming, coming out. out. Yeah. Out. One last one. Max and Caroline. Max. Caroline. This show is about these two people. Uh, oh, so it must be their last names. Uh, uh, Caroline in the City. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, that's I wish it's not. That's but, yeah. really good. Yeah. Max and Caroline. The show is about them. Like the yeah. title after them. But it's only like a... Two broke girls. Two broke girls. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a girl. I was like, I wonder if Max is a girl or a guy. Oh, yeah. Solved it. Nice. Good job. Woo! Best friends. Colin, when you said BFFs, I was in, I, immediately, there was one photograph that popped into my head. And I knew that I had to, I wanted to do something about the 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 greatest pair of best friends forever of our time. Oh yeah. Um which which would be of course You're you keeping me on my toes. <laughs> it's Sirs Patrick Stewart and and oh. Ian McKellen. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. with who we all know are absolute best buddies and in fact love to show it on social media because they will go to Coney Island and play skee ball together. <laughs> They're awesome. And they cook dinner for each other. It is it is magical. Um and so I don't know if they're both order of the British Empire. Are they? Are they? So I know Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, I know Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they are. are. Yeah. So, knights, oh, so knights and pals. Um, I thought, oh, great. I should do something about the movies that like they have done together. Wasn't there only just two? Yeah, so I I scrapped that idea. (laughs) It literally would have been just an X-Men quiz. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so I got rid of that idea, and then I started thinking about, well, what is the the, one of the, the, you know, the common thread that kind of connects these two guys? And one of those threads, you know what? It's the the Royal Shakespeare Company. Uh, That's what immediately popped into my head. The, The Royal Shakespeare Company being, and I'll give you the very brief rundown of this. Its history goes back to 1879, um, and the, the performers in the theaters that were putting on Shakespeare's plays in the theaters that are in Stratford-upon-Avon, from mm-hmm. which Shakespeare hailed. And so they formalized it um, in around the, the, the 60s as this one, like, company of players that would do the absolute, they are the pinnacle of Shakespeare, right? right? Like, okay. you go to see the Royal Shakespeare Company in London, that's Legit. It. That is the best Shakespeare. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen both had performed with the Royal Shakespeare Company. So that's how they and know each other? I don't know if that's how they know each other, but I mean, it is sort of a tight knit, yeah, that's you true. know, group of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, with all that talent, uh, many of the Royal Shakespeare Company uh, players would go on to then be in Hollywood films, mm-hmm. television shows, um, oh. people that you know. So this is a quiz about that group. Oh, all right. People who have been in the Royal Shakespeare Company, and I assume it's super hard to get into. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're it's just like the you gotta be the best of the best. Okay. Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. So I will tell you um, a little fact about an actor or an actress who uh, played uh, what role they played in the Royal Shakespeare Company okay. production. Um, maybe give you another couple little clues about who they are, and you have to guess what actor or actress I'm talking about. You all have your paper. You all have your pens. This is a write down quiz. Yay. So it's everybody against everybody in a battle to the death. <laughs> 
So, with the Royal Shakespeare Company, he played Shylock in The Merchant of Venice, and his other roles uh, on film have included Enrico Salvatore Razzo Rizzo, Ted Kramer, and Raymond Babbitt. Do you guys all know? I know. I know from one of the roles. Only one of the roles. That's, you know, I gave you three chances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I know. Now I'm now I'm now, starting uh, to yeah, shaky. Well, I was like, oh, I'm 100. percent Rizzo, I mean, as right. in from Greece, so it's Stalker Channing. You know, like I was like, oh, wait, sure. that's not no. Enrico. Yeah, Edward all right. Sell. Yeah, okay, all right. Answers up. Karen says Tom Wilkinson. Colin says Dustin Hoffman, and Dana has drawn a bear. No. Oh, <laughs> and then below the bear is Dustin Hoffman. Yes, it's Dustin Hoffman. Those were his roles from Midnight Cowboy. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Oh my and God. Rain Man. Yes. Yeah. Kramer yeah. versus Kramer is how I got it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I put it in so the middle. So they're not all I British. Wanna, I didn't want to stick it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of these people are British. Okay. Here we go. This, uh, this, this actor, director, uh, many other things is very closely associated with making film versions of Shakespeare, uh, plays. Uh, he has directed five of them. Um, and in 2015, he directed a live action Cinderella for Disney. What's up now? I don't know. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that we all got it. I'm guessing. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. see the answers up. Dana says Kenneth Branagh. Colin, Kenneth Branagh. Karen, Kenneth Branagh. I guess it is Kenneth Branagh. What's up, who Karen? Played, yeah, what's up, Hamlet Once you with said- the Royal Shakespeare Company, like... Four times? Yeah. Five times? Many, many times. We yeah. Very closely associated to the in the nineteen nineties with being the epitome of the Yes. Uh, I definitely did, stage. Yeah. Uh, he was Professor Gilderoy Lockhart. Also true. Yeah, also yeah. true. And you know, Karen, you mentioned that and there will be some Harry Potter uh, actors coming up lot. in this quiz, a as lot. you might imagine. Um but before we get there, uh she played with the RSC, she played Cordelia in King Lear. Uh, roles on television after that include Dr. Elizabeth Corday in ER and oh. River Song in Doctor Who. Oh, what's what her, is name? her name? What is her name? What is her name? She was in something. I just listened to a book I, where she was the narrator. And I was like, oh, it's River Song. Who is it? This is going to be sad. I don't know. I'm not going to retrieve this. I don't know. I was going to give you a quit, uh, a hint, but then it looks like Colin got it. So I know. I, wanna, I know. I don't no, he didn't get it. I know the first writing a name. Joke. I know oh, the first a joke. Name. I don't know the last. Okay. What's the hint? I'm not writing a joke necessarily. <laughs> uh, oh, what, you want the hint? Yeah. Does everybody want the hint? Sure. Does everybody yeah. agree? Sure. Um, her, she, she was in King Lear, and her name has either King or Lear somewhere in it. Still, still no. It's okay. Time is up. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, Karen has Alex and then a blank and then it says King underneath it. Um, Colin has Christine, uh, something, something, but it's crossed out. It says Kingston. Kingston. Oh! Dana has King Lear. If you put it all together, you get Alex Kingston. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know what? You each get, uh, half a point <laughs> because I can do that. <laughs> Uh, she also played Cordelia in King Lear, and then she played Viola in Twelfth Night. And most recently, you might know her as Lady Olena Tyrell on Game of Thrones. Yo, what is her, I don't what know her name? What is wow. her name? Oh, my God. I need more caffeine, I think. I, you know, I can't. I can't like, 
even if they're not credited. even no. caffeine. Oh, I, w- oh, really? I was obsessed with Game of Thrones recaps, and people were always like, "Oh, she- yes, queen to this lady. <laughs> like, what is her name? <laughs> what is her name?" <laughs> um, you have the chance to write down something if you want. No hints this time. <laughs> All right, papers up. Karen has written the letter ah, D. Colin the, has written Diana Rigg. Yes, that's her name. And that is her name. And Dan has written the Queen. <laughs> yes, Colin gets a point for I remember it was D. Diana Rigg. Yes. yes, Shakespearean actress. All right. She's so good. She oh, was, she's great. Yeah. She's great. Another person who played the character Shylock in 1960 on stage and uh, two years later would go on to play the title role in 1962's Lawrence of Arabia. My oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm throwing Karen one here is, is what this apparently is. Do you know why he's my favorite? I don't know. No. Yeah. Colin says Peter O'Toole. Karen says Peter O'Toole. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Dana put Lawrence Olivier. No, it's Peter O'Toole. Indeed. Yeah. Why is he your favorite? Because he was in King Ralph when I was a kid. And I was oh. like, that guy rocks. <laughs> yes, Peter O'Toole. Um, my dad was like, you know, he was in a really big movie called Lawrence of Arabia. So, I was like, I don't care. He's in Queen Ralph. So here's some trivia. Here's some Peter O'Toole. Here's some Peter O'Trivia. Um, <laughs> he was he easy. was nominated eight times for Best Actor in a Leading Role, but he never won. Oh. They gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award, but he never won a competitive Oscar. Wow. And, he ne- and yes, that is... Eight, it was eight times. That's and painful. That, that is the most times somebody Someone's... has been nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role and not won. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. That's good trivia. I gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, you tend to get it within a few years of your death, generally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so here's uh, some uh, uh, topical uh, current events. This one-time Royal Shakespeare Company actor will star in... Uh, very soon, later this year, he will star in the upcoming remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, oh. playing the character, the criminologist. Oh, right. Oh. This one-time Royal Shakespeare Company actor will star yeah. in the upcoming remake of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, playing the character of the criminologist. What else was he in? Do anything? Oh, I know who's playing Lots Rocky Horror. Yeah. I know I, who's ah, playing Janet, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is playing the? And you know the role of the criminologist. Yeah, the guy right? in the wheelchair. The guy in the wheel. No, 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 no. No, it's the guy who's relating the events of the film. Yeah, he's sitting behind the. Yeah, he's not, he's not in, in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Isn't he? No. no. Doctor Scott is in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh. When was yeah. this person active in the Royal Shakespeare Company? Did you tell us that, or nope. is that not okay? I did not All right. That. Okay. I did not okay. Tell you that. Okay. Have yeah. you looked at the IMDb page for Rocky? <laughs> I mean, the person in question just turned seventy years old. So I mean, I don't know if that's gonna help you or what, but he's seventy. Um, he's playing the criminologist. Dana is writing something down. Maybe that hint helped her out. Somebody who's 70. (laughs) Yeah, yes. He is 70 years old as of a couple of months ago. Karen wrote something down. Colin wrote something down. Answers up. Dana says (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Uh, Colin guesses that maybe this is the Ian McKellen question. It's Ian McKellen. Karen writes Tim Curry. Karen is It is the trick question. Oh, that is a trick. Tim Curry. We'll be playing the really? role of the criminologist in the upcoming Rocky Once Horror Once you said the age, I was like, who would be in this movie that could be in the in the first movie? Right. Oh, there I you go. He was sick. You not got a, not like, the fans. So he is. Yeah. So he, he, has, he uh, well, he had a stroke uh, a yeah. few years ago. Mm. He's in a wheelchair, but he's. Right. You know, good, good enough to play the criminologist. That's right? a good one. Sure That's a good one. I love Tim Curry. Oh, who doesn't love Tim Curry? 
He... It's <laughs> a ridiculous question. He won a Tony for his performance of Hamlet in 1995. Now, it's not... Royal Shakespeare, you know, he was in the Royal Shakespeare Company, and then later he came to Broadway, and he uh-huh. also played, also played Hamlet, won a Tony. Uh, but, uh, he is the, also the only actor to have played both the roles of Lord Voldemort and Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Real yin and yang yeah. of the, yeah. this actor. The only person. Yes, the only person <laughs> to ever play both. Karen says Rafe finds. Colin says Rafe finds. Dan says Rafe finds. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Not the only actor to have ever played Lord Voldemort. That's true. Yeah. The only. I actually made up that joke. Somebody's now going to write in and say, yeah, "I'm actually that, like, whoever the guy was in the suit, you know, for like Harry Potter two or whatever, also played Jesus in his eighth grade, um, right? You know, Sunday school. <laughs> no, Rafe finds was the voice of Jesus in an animated motion picture spectacular. About Jesus. Um, he, this person, this next person, played Romeo in 1986 for the Royal Shakespeare Company, which is appropriate considering his reputation for dying tragically in nearly everything he stars in. Whoa. Wait, dying tragically? Wait, not in real life? Not in real life. Oh, 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 oh. Still alive in real life. So many of his characters got meet it. horrific ends. He's renowned for this. Oh, oh my God. Uh, it was a meme. It was a meme, yes. you know, a couple of years ago. But he played Romeo in 1986. Huh. He was a lot younger then. I have a guess. I have a, have a guess. I have a guess. There is. There I'm trying, is, I'm there trying is to run certain, and see if, there if is the ages work. Actor who has yeah. a reputation. Of I think the ages dying. could work. Yeah. If I if I have the age right. All right. I don't know. Draw another bear. Half point. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Give me a moment. Okay, all right, okay. Chris is really making Dana work for this take bear, I have to time. say, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll dance for these yeah. points that count for that's, Oh, that's good. That that's is, that's good. better okay. than the first right. one. Yeah. Okay, Dana has bear, that's half point. Colin says Sean Bean. Karen says Sean Bean. It is yes, indeed. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Wow, yes, so is, how old is was Sean Bean? In 86. Probably yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Romeo. This uh, distinctive-looking character actor was in Merry Wives of Windsor, Royal Shakespeare Company, and also played Peter Pettigrew in the Harry Potter films. Wow, what is his he was, name? He was also an Enchanted. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Playing pretty much the same character. Yeah, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I don't know his name at all. No. It's not even... The Harry Potter clue does not help me in, in yeah. the slightest. Well, it's see. basically just who played Peter Pettigrew yeah. in the Harry Potter. Distinctive uh, looking, yeah. though. I'm trying to latch onto that. He's, yeah. he's yeah. like, um, you know what? <laughs> if they were to if they were to make, like, remake Batman Returns, he uh-huh. would be the new the new Penguin. Huh, okay. He's a very, like, bird ratty, fa- like... <sighs> okay. Pre- pronounced facial feature. It's... <clears throat> Again, I'm sure some people at home get this and they're yeah. just... Wow. I <laughs> got you. I'm just in the naming British people section of the quiz. You never now. know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Uh, Colin says Pete Postlethwaite. No. Oh, I like uh, the name. He was a. He was a yeah. Karen thematically appropriately enough has drawn a rat and gets half a point. Um, and Dana says Rat Tail McKenzie and draws a picture of what he looks like approximately. That actually is pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. This actor's name is Timothy Spall. Oh. Timothy Spall yes, okay. is his name. Commit that one to memory. Uh, and here is one final head scratcher brain stumper of a question, maybe, unless you know this piece of trivia. This guy played Richard II 
Barty Crouch, and Doctor Who. Oh. It's a free point for everybody. Junior. Bart- oh, excuse Well, you know, he's also Barty Crouch. Yes, sorry. Barty Crouch Jr. and Doctor Who. If it was just Barty Crouch, I'd be, I'd be like, like what? no. I have my answer, by the way. I'm just going. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go the ahead girls, and say. The girls have it. So, let's, let's put these illustrations down. <laughs> it's like a show um, and tell now. Uh, Dana drew, I, I think that's Doug, uh, from the Nickelodeon <laughs> show Doug. Uh, but she also wrote David Tennant. Uh, Karen wrote David Tennant and drew a TARDIS. Colin wrote Matt Smith. Oh, the next one. That's the, the next, next one. one. It was David Tennant. Uh, okay. David Tennant was All right. doctor. If you look at pictures of him playing Richard II, the second, he, he, he looks like David Tennant with a really bad wig on. It's not. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of freaky. <laughs> I bet most of them, yeah, ended up in Harry Potter, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Anywhere you need some, uh, some British gravitas. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain. BFFs! Because I love animals and, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of viral videos of, like, weird animals being friends and stuff. I was hoping this is the direction that you Um, would go. I really was. And, and... And like friendship and animals is just it's it's so it's so cute and I was like oh you know I'm gonna read more about like do they understand friendship and yeah. and, and then I fell into um research hole about symbiotic relationships with animals right mm-hmm. these are animal relationships where it's like two different types of animals and they help out each other and we hear a lot of like examples of them and so I've here two examples of animal BFF so it seems uh, in symbiotic relationships okay so these are two and they're very similar for for a special reason um so i'm going to introduce you to the japanese oak blue butterfly in japan they're native to japan and so when they're 
the fatty caterpillars, when they're born, they wrap themselves inside leaves of oak trees to protect oh. themselves. Oh. Because they're kind of like, you know, vulnerable. Mm. Fat caterpillars are always, they, yeah. can't, they have no defense. What they do. Yeah, yeah, what do they do? They I'm not even a bird fast. and they look tasty to me. Yeah. 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 It's like nature's sausages, nature's yeah. uh, cocktail weenies. Um, scientists noticed that like to, in order to protect themselves um, against predators like spiders, wasps, bird, there is a relationship with ants, with this type of ants. Hmm. And these ants would hang out with the caterpillar because the caterpillar will secrete sugar <laughs> droplets. Oh. Um, called And they're called dew patches, either on them or on <laughs> yes. the leaf they're on. And the ants would come and, you know, they get fed on the dew patches and yeah. in a way kind of protect, guard the the caterpillar, hmm. the, the Japanese oak blue caterpillar. And um, another example we see a lot, we see a lot, especially like in like Lion King or like the, the when you ever think of like a safari scene, you always see all these big mammals and they have birds on them. Yeah. yeah. So there's egrets. Uh, they're the white birds that like hang out with the rhinoceros. Um, there's oh. another uh, type of bird and you've seen these before. They're called oxpeckers. <laughs> oxpeckers. <laughs> well, you know, and named for because they peck on oxes. Hmm. And um, as advertised. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're. They're dark gray, and then they have, like, orangey eyes and beaks, um, and they hang out with a lot of, like, large animals, mm-hmm. um, not just oxes. And so in these relationships, the bird will pick out larvae and worm and parasites on the big animal, mm-hmm. and also, you know, they get to hang out on the big animal and kind of, you know, it's big. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, That's yeah. kind of the protection. Yeah, it's like being in an SUV. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. On a big Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So those are two examples of very cute animal BFFs. However, (laughs) there's a twist in this story. Why these two are very similar. Because these two cases, for the longest time, scientists deemed them as mutual, mutually symbiotic relationships, right? They benefit each other. Okay. Took a turn. (laughs) Turns out (laughs) these relationships are not. Which one's the selfish jerk in the scenario? So. Should we try to guess? Yeah, guess why? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, why don't you guys spitball? Like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how, you know, I'm this gonna, is actually not really symbiotic. I'm going to say that the ants don't actually protect the caterpillar. They just peace out? They just, yeah, they're just like, okay, thanks for the food, see it. If they get hungry, they eat it. Well, what are they going to do? Oh. A bird comes by, what, the ant is going to fight him off with his ant? <laughs> yeah, ant I'm inclined, I'm like, inclined yeah. to agree with that. I mean, they might protect or, him from other ants, maybe, but, yeah. yeah. Butterflies aren't usually carnivorous. They wouldn't eat ants or anything. Yeah, what about the oxpecker, though? Like, that does seem pretty straightforward. Like, the bird's getting food, the ox is getting parasites off his back. Like, mm. maybe... Sometimes they... Like peck so hard, it starts eating the the oh, oxen. Oh, like it actually does damage. Or maybe, the ox. or maybe it's like <laughs> <laughs> the parasites wouldn't be there if the bird wasn't there. Oh, or something. the birds bringing yeah, them, yeah, yeah. like farming them <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the ox. Yeah. Right, right, right. This is dark. Okay, what is well. it? It's dark. The real life is darker. All oh, right, all right. No. Okay, let's go back to our first scenario: the caterpillar and the <gasps> ants. The, for the longest time, until last summer. Oh, until last summer. Scientists have agreed, yes, this is, you know, they're BFFs. You know, this is, this is proven. Until one scientist in, uh, in his team in Japan was like, you know, you know, like, yeah, how much benefit does this bring to both parties? What Dr. Hojo noticed was that the ants around the caterpillar, they don't seem like they're going back to their nests and it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. And then if they do go anywhere, the ones that come back are the same individual 
ants. Oh, okay. it's drugging them. Yes. <laughs> so the dew patches, the sugary droplets no. that they're eating, it has sugar in it, but has a whole bunch of other things in it <laughs> that dopes the ants. Oh. No. And it doesn't stop there. So the ants, they just hang out there. They're just like, oh, this is sort of, we're hanging, we're hooked on this stuff. Mm. The candy man. The candy yeah. First dew patch is free. So the the caterpillars, um, you know, some of the caterpillars are they have like tentacles or they have like weird uh, protruding well, things antennae, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is they actually had a control experiment. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of ants that hang out and eat the the dew droplets, and they have ants that don't. Right. And then they notice that every they put time little tiny tags on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so cute. Yeah. yeah. The caterpillar will sometimes flip its tentacle as a like a, as a a thing that it does when that happens the doped up ants go nuts they go nuts they get super aggressive going nuts and so not only are they doped up and hooked on the sugar water something about the dew droplets have um, some sort of dopamine menacing dopamine effect on them so when the caterpillar goes it's go time and switches on a chemical switch it turns on the ants into super aggressive like beings so if there is maybe a big wasp that's like you know kind of in the vicinity caterpillar puts off the switch the ants just go on attack mode like just just look scary they're like remote control mercenaries yes and then they did this experiment with ants that never ate the do the do droplets and no effect (laughs) wow No effect. It was not until recently that wow. they're like, turns out they're not friends at all. <laughs> One's drugging the other. Just making a uh, slave a warrior. Army. Yeah. yeah. But not even zombie because they're not dead. Right, right, right. They're yeah. still alive. Wow. Okay. Now let's go back to uh, our second scenario. The ox okay. pecker the ox pecker. Okay. and the ox. Dana's not far. For the longest time, like egrets, those are those are actually BFFs. Like they actually do, you know, have a. a, a, a That's an honorable yeah. bird. Yeah, it's. Honorable. <laughs> There's debate. There is debate. They're like, is this actually like mutual symbiotic relationship? So the evidence suggests that the oxpeckers are the parasites because uh. they sure they eat, you know, the worms or or the, the little bugs on big animals, but they notice that they intentionally leave marks. They would peck into the flesh to allow more bugs to grow from their farming on it. They're farming. It's their farmland on top. (laughs) And that, you know, a a lot of scientists, they they research that like the overall number of parasites on the animal actually doesn't really decrease that much with their help because they're actually farming more (laughs) parasites and there's some animals some bigger animals who catch on and so when oxpecker comes they're trying to shoot they're trying to like "Ah." them away elephants elephants try to like get away from me that is pretty dark yeah man it's just kind of just like if you're an ox that's kind of depressing i mean these are case these two examples for the longest time people are like yes oh wow they're so great they're friends they're helping each other Mm -hmm. no (laughs) birds man birds man The more we learn about them, the worse they sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. A side story. This is not a BFF, but um, mm-hmm. I found a bird who's – I forgot the name, but the chick looks like – the newborn chin looks like a crazy caterpillar. And it starts what? to learn how to move like a caterpillar. <laughs> and it's like – it's to signal predators that I'm a poisonous, scary caterpillar. Don't, Don't eat, eat me. Don't eat me. I'm, not, I'm a vulnerable chick, actually. Wow. Oh. Yeah. 
It's like spiky and has like orange, you know, weird like and starts wriggling around. Really weird. Yeah. 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 Nature's weird. Nature is, is amazing. Crafty. That feels like a yeah. that the bird with the ox that the ox pecker that feels like a horror um, thing like a vampire almost yeah well like yeah so some host. of those some yeah. of those ox peckers actually eat the flesh I bet yeah I bet mm-hmm. they I do mean, they're like oh it just so happens the parasites on the flesh but, got yeah. a little more yeah oh, got a little I, more. oh I took some of your flesh off accidentally yeah. Yeah. whoops yeah <laughs> all right hey Matt did you know that wombats poop cubes. Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Well, There's, let's maybe let's yeah. change the tone. We got one last segment. Colin, I hope it's a, a happy one. It's a little bit lighter with markedly <laughs> less flesh eating, significantly less flesh eating in my quiz. So I have a quiz for you about bands, musical bands, musical acts, uh, because, you know, as you guys know, when you uh, research band histories, many, many, many bands started off as friends, childhood friends. Mm. Oh, yeah. So this is a common theme. I'm going to give you guys some hints and questions about very well-known recording artists, bands, uh, and uh, who all started off as childhood friends, or at least in their teenage years. And you guys tell me who the band is. So these will be bands from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even bands still recording today, Karen. Bands that you may have actually heard of. Uh, So get your buzzers ready. Oh, okay. I'll give you some hints. I just like drawing. (laughs) We started drawing. I won't stop you from drawing pictures if you want, Dana, but this is a buzzer-oriented quiz. Will I get points for I can't can't rule it out. Yeah, I'm easily swayed. The members of this world-famous rock band met while they were attending Abingdon School in England in the mid-1980s. Before changing their name at the urging of their record label, they were known as On a Friday, a reference oh. to their typical practice day. Oh. Huh. So now remember, so now remember, yeah, because these are bands that met when they were younger, you know, this Mm -hmm. may be a a few years before they became world famous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the best selling recording artists of the 90s and the 2000s. Wow. They changed their name to a song by the Talking Heads. Any guesses? No. Oh, well, it seems like it's <laughs> British. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. British band. Yeah, let's work together. Best-selling artist of the '90s and 2000s. Yeah, Coldplay. They—they um, they were uh, Coldplay. Yeah. No, not Coldplay. They—they—they they, they were named the number two band of the uh, '90s by Rolling Stone readers. Wow. 
Garbage. Oh. Crest. Oh. Oasis? Not Oasis, mm. but you're getting a lot closer. Karen? Radiohead. Radiohead. Oh, I don't yes. know anything about Radiohead. Well, yeah, well, apparently not. No. <laughs> well, now you do. You know they were called <laughs> On a Friday. Evidence. Yes. Huh. Yeah. 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 I thought, so I thought the band was going to be a, a, like... Monday, you know, like another day. Uh, and so I was like trying to think. I was like, oh, uh, uh, no, it was just one of those cases where the record label is like, this name is really confusing, really hard to say, right. it's not easily marketable. Yes, on a Friday. The band right. on a Friday. We'll be there on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. It's like how, we, you know, when we go at Pub Quiz, there's a team sometimes that shows up and they're called and in second place. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most successful vocal group in the United States. With 12 number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100, they are no longer recording. The founding members were all friends and classmates living in the Brewster Douglas Housing Project in Detroit, Michigan. Dana. The Supremes? It is the Supremes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Florence Ballard, Mary Wilson... Betty McGlown, and of course, Diana, Diana Ross. Uh, yeah, they all met uh, through common friends together, and just one of these things like, hey, we should start singing together. Yeah. And Motown is like, yes, you should start singing oh, together. Yeah. yeah, far and away, the, the biggest hit for Motown. Um, How many, 12? Uh, 12. 12 number one Billboard Hot 100 hits. And no, nothing has taken it down, taken that record down? Not in terms of a vocal group. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, pretty amazing, mm. pretty amazing. This six-time Grammy Award-winning musical duo met in secondary school in 1987. They took their current name from a negative review of one of their only rock and roll performances, soon after which they changed musical styles. Oh, okay. So it started out rock and roll. They're a duo. They're a duo. And when were they active? They are still active. Ah, okay. Sorry, when did they start being active? Um, they started being active in the uh, 90s. Did you say they were uh, British? They, I did not say that. You said secondary school. Secondary though. school. Oh. That seems very British. Dana. Daft Punk? Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Correct. French. Dana's yeah. got it. French. Yes. They have <laughs> school in, they have school in France no, no, as well. But like, but like, we don't call a secondary school. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. trying to give you guys a little oh. European nod yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what sounds like an offensive review? Like a bad review? Yeah. Oh, like, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I have heard that bit of trivia. Dana sunk yeah. her teeth into all the clues I was giving wow. her there. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah. They were uh, in a band called Darlin, uh, kind of doing rock style stuff. And, uh, they got a negative review. That called their performance a daft, punky thrash, and they decided to latch onto that. Man, that look name. at them now. Yes, look at them all the way from. I wonder how that Paris reviewer France. feels. Right, uh, you know, uh, probably fine because now he's uh, he can claim that he was. Yeah, he yeah. coined the term. Yeah, it's the ultimate hipster move. This garage rock duo from Akron, Ohio, have been friends since they were eight and nine years old. They recorded their debut album in two thousand two reportedly using cheap microphones they bought on eBay to save money wherever possible. I think Karen first. Yeah. White Stripes. No. Oh. Black Keys? It is the Black Keys. Uh, Dana has yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. My, my colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, colors. Yeah. 1992? Debut album, 2002. Oh, 2002. Yeah. Okay. This New York-based trio, founded by two neighborhood friends, was one of the top-selling acts of the 1990s. 
and had a later career bump in just the last few years on reality TV programs. Oh. I can give you a hint. Is, is it because their song was used or they're on the reality? They were actually on the reality TV programs, featured. I believe the show was eventually canceled. Karen. Salt and Peppa. No. And Spinderella. Oh. No. That was a good guess. Sorry. Trio. Uh, Trio. The trio you consisted love of shows, Chris. I, I do. Coco, um, Lily, and Taj. Oh, um, oh, oh, what? Karen. Sisters with voices. Yes. SWV. Yes. 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 I will yes. accept either. Yes. yes. SWV. The show they were on? Sisters with voices. I'm sorry. Thirteen-year-old uh, Dana. They had their like, own. Uh, <laughs> they had their own show. I think it's on BT. Really? I never. I didn't know they it's had their own show. It's a reality show. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, yeah. They yes. were my Sisters favorite. Sisters with voices. Sisters I with voices. I torture my fiance in the car singing this. <laughs> <laughs> what were what were some of their songs? Don't I'm, let go. Oh, okay. I get no. I'm not gonna do it. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, okay. He like unrolls the window. He like starts messing with How the locks when I do it. Okay. No, because it's a high pitch. It's like in in the nasal, in the nose area. Gotcha. <laughs> This all-girl band emerged from the post-punk scene in the late 1970s. And though they were pretty successful in their native UK, they didn't have a U.S. top ten hit until their biggest U.S. hit appeared on the soundtrack for the movie The Karate Kid. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> all right, rewind that. Do it again. This all-girl band emerged in the late 1970s. Successful in the native UK, their first U.S. top 10 hit, and by far their biggest U.S. hit, uh, was on the soundtrack for The Karate Kid. Ah. Chris, we want to take a guess here. Heart? Not Heart. Not Heart. Dana. The Go-Go's? Not The Go-Go's. Both both American. Yes, Uh, we're looking for a British band here. Chris, again. Bananarama? It is Bananarama. They're the same to me, the Go Go's. I, I was just about <laughs> yeah. to give you the hint. Yeah. There are five A's in their name. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you got it without the hint. Yeah. And then uh, they formed uh, Shakespeare Sisters. The oh. two of them from Bananarama formed a. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to write it down. Karen, Karen Woodward and Sarah Dellen from the band have been friends since I guess they were four years old. Wow. So, yeah, going way back. Huh. Yep. All right, last one, last one. This hard rockin' band was founded by two Dutch immigrant brothers in the 1970s. Immigrants where? To here, to the U.S., I'll give you that. And an early version of the band performed under the name Genesis before finding it out it had already been taken. (laughs) Oh, I was like, Phil Collins. Um... Two Dutch immigrant brothers. Yes. Hard rockin' band. Hard rockin' band. Hard rock. So it's two guys who are brothers. Yeah. Their last name must be like Vander something. Maybe. You might be right. Chris. <laughs> Van Halen. It is Van Halen. Oh! Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the assist. That's good. <laughs> I was your James... Whatever to your LeBron James. Why you were the James Jones? Jones. Yeah. That's right. Jones. We're a team. Yes, Ed, Eddie and Alex Van Halen. They uh, they They're were immigrants. They, well, the family. Yep, yep. So the, they they old? were born in. They were Edward Van Halen was born in Nijmegen and Alex was born in Amsterdam. Uh, wow. The family the family moved here in the uh, early sixties. Yeah, to Southern oh. California. That's awesome. And they picked up some other members along the way. Sure. They've had a kind yeah. of a rotating cast of characters over the years. But now I gotta yeah. go find. You know, I love finding videos of people who you think are like 
you know, who, oh, who are American or race here, but like they speak another language fluently. <laughs> I wonder if they speak Dutch. Uh, That'd you be know, so crazy. They, I gotta YouTube that. I bet they do speak a little Dutch. I bet they do. To their yeah. families yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So they were, they were Genesis and then they changed the name to Mammoth and then they changed the name to Mammoth. To, That's to, so good. metal it's too. So hard rocks. Yeah. Then finally to Van Halen. It, it seems so, you know, like, what else could they be now? But, yeah. Right. All, right. All right. Good job, guys. Good job. And that is our show about BFFs. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about music, about TV BFFs, about the Royal Shakespeare Company, and about fake BFFs in the animal kingdom. You can find our show on iTunes. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 